the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're so glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministry is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer for you today is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God designed you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. brings before the Ephesians the contrast and he starts out by telling them all that what God is and he says to them this is what you have this is the truth of what you have within you you are blessed in Christ you have all of these blessings you aren't lacking in anything and then we move into the second chapter of Ephesians and Paul begins to talk to them about what they were and there in that lies the contrast what you were before Christ. Now I'm going to read to you Ephesians 1 through 6. But I'm reading out of the Amplified. And I want you to listen really closely to the words. Ephesians 2 verse 1. And you, that is you Christian, He made alive when you were dead, slain by your trespasses and sins, in which at one time you walked habitually, You were following the course and fashion of this world, were under the sway of the tendency of this present age, following the prince of the power of the air. You were obedient to and under the control of the demon spirit that still constantly works in the sons of disobedience, the careless, the rebellious, and the unbelieving who go against the purposes of God. Among these, we as well as you once lived and once lived and conducted ourselves in the passions of our flesh, our behavior governed by our corrupt and sensual nature, obeying the impulses of the flesh and the thoughts of the mind, our cravings dictated by our senses and our dark imaginings. We were then by nature God's children of God's wrath and heirs of his indignation like the rest of mankind. I love this. But God, so rich in his mercy, because of and in order to satisfy the great and wonderful and intense love with which he loved us, Even when we were dead, slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses, He made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. He gave us the very life of Christ Himself, the same new life with which He quickened Him, for it is by grace, His favor, and mercy, which you did not deserve, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation. And he raised us up together with him 
and made us sit down together, giving us joint seating with him in the heavenly sphere by virtue of our being in Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Wow! Do you remember what you were before Jesus? And for those of you who haven't received him, I'm not talking about what you were. I'm talking about where you're at now. Paul's writing to encourage them. He's telling them that when they received Jesus, they received everything. But he's also setting forth the contrast of what they had before versus what they have now. And that is so important. Because we bump along in life thinking somehow we've got a handle on our little environment and we forget the truth of who is saving us. You know why it says, Morning by morning His mercies I see and great is Thy faithfulness? Because salvation is morning by morning. When you see His mercies, you're seeing the salvation of the Lord. And every moment that you walk upon this earth, you are being saved. Paul says, "By for those of us who are being saved. Salvation unto heaven is wonderful, but salvation here is what we need. And he is laying out for the Ephesians. Look, this is the darkness which you once walked in. This is what you were enslaved to. This is the depravity of your soul. This is how wrong you were and wrong thinking. You had no idea. And then, but God. Because it took a God. Because only God could make that difference. There are three characteristics of our lives before we trusted Christ. In verse 1, he says that we were dead. And you, he made alive when you were dead. Slain by your trespasses and sin. What did he mean by we were dead? Well, obviously he didn't mean we were physically dead, did he? We We were still alive and we were soulishly active. What he meant was that we were dead in spirit. We were dead unto God himself. What does it mean to be dead? How much can a dead person participate in the world around him? A dead person is not alive to reality. Did you hear me? A dead person is not alive and not even aware of reality. Now, I talked about this last week, that God is wisdom, and it is who He is. When we were dead in Christ, we had no wisdom. We did not have any balance in our thinking, nor could we properly ascertain what reality was, because apart from God, there was and there is no reality. You walk in deception without Him. Now that is why you see so much confusion in the world today. That confusion is birthed out of ignorance, out of darkness. And let me tell you something. When you begin to buy into the line of the world, when you begin to allow yourself to be taken by the propaganda of the world, then you find yourself pretty much despairing over, over the situation. In verse 2, he says, In which you habitually walked, you were following the course and fashion of this world. Now here the Amplified makes it clear, We're under the sway of the tendency of this present age. 
Have you ever been there? If you're despairing, you've lost reality. Do you know that? If you are thinking that there is no hope, you've lost reality. If you begin to lose the value of what you have in Christ Jesus, you are under the sway of this present age. An age of darkness that puts no value in the relationship you have with the Lord. There's no value in it. It's all about what I can get, what I have, what I can get for myself. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. What I can gather unto myself. And I will be the judge and jury of what is good and what is right for me. And how often have you done well in that? How successful is that in your life? When you begin to get under the sway of this world, your soul will tell on you. It will be full of judgments and full of condemnation and full of hopelessness in the things of God and it will place its hope in the things of this world. Oh, things will get better when I get a new job. Oh, things, life will be grand when I get a husband or a wife. Oh, life will be grand when I get out of school. Oh, life will be grand when I can find that that uh, perfect someone when I can get the kids to be obedient when I can do life is always somewhere out there just three steps beyond where you are and you never get there if you are there you're under the sway of this world because that's the way they live constantly seeking and never finding and you know I've said this many times you look at the contrast of it the biggest one of the biggest deceptions of the enemy for the Christian is to keep you seeking what you already have. He'll keep you seeking a deeper life. He'll keep you seeking a better, a better uh, understanding. He'll keep you seeking the great Christian son, someday when the Bible makes it perfectly clear when you received Jesus, you received it all. Oh, I'll be a good Christian when I've memorized the book of Ephesians. Well, good luck with that. You will be a Christian when you yield to the life of Christ. That's the only expression, true expression of Christianity. He says you were dead. The thing is, guys, he means before we knew Jesus Christ, our spirit was dead. Now, we are spirit beings, and you've heard me say this many, many times. It bears repeating because we forget it two minutes after we say it to ourselves. We are spirits with a body, not bodies with a spirit. We are spirits with a body, not bodies with a spirit. Do you understand that? We are spirits with a body, not bodies with a spirit. I'm not a shirt with a human inside. I am a human with a shirt on. But that is the truth of you. You are a spirit with a body. Now the whole function of the world and the enemy is to convince you that you're a body with the spirit. And if you are a body with the spirit, then life is about the body and you spend all your time trying to get it to look right, trying to make it last longer, trying to get it to be accepted and loved and you don't understand why people don't just put love on your body, why they don't love your body as much as you love your body, why why you can't have a better body life. Look at our society. Well, why are they so obsessed with the body? 
it's all they've got. And when you begin to believe it's all you've got, you're under the sway of this present age. Listen, you're going to lose that body. But if you're a Christian, you're not going to die. Before you knew the Lord could be your life, you were dead to Him and dead to everything about Him. Your spirit was animated by sin and you were dead to God. You had no interest in the things of God. You had no response towards Him. You were completely oblivious to His work and His way. And you know what, Christian? The enemy just wants to keep you there. We found that when we're walking away from the Lord, we found all kinds of things to distract ourselves, didn't we? Oh, they're important stuff. If I don't do it, it doesn't get done. If I don't think this thing through, it may not happen. I mean, all of these things, we become the little G of our lives, and God and the Holy Spirit tries to awaken us to the truth constantly by allowing this world to prove to us that we are never sufficient in our own strength, that we will continue to fall and fail, that the things of this world will fail us continuously, that eventually Eventually, the body will fail you. That eventually, what you hope to derive, when you hope to derive life out of something other than Jesus, you reap death. And this world has discovered it. But they can't admit it because it's all they've got. And they're finding death in the very things that they're seeking after. They find death in finances. They find death in, in sex. They find death in, in, in party. They find death in relationship. They find death in everything they seek after. And it shows. You can't get enough facelifts to keep that from happening. It shows. You want an example? Again, look at Hollywood. It becomes apparent that what they've got doesn't work, and yet they got it all. The enemy is wanting you to walk as though life were here. But when you were dead, you didn't recognize the things of God. You didn't want the things of God. But when you became his child, the work of the Spirit is to take you along and instruct you and open your eyes to all that God is doing in your life, to show you. Now, does that mean it's just the special things that he wants to reveal God in? Church services, meaningful hymns and singing? Listen, it is the work of the Holy Spirit when you can see Jesus in a flat tire. It is the work of the Holy Spirit when you can see Jesus in a rebellious kid. It's the work of the Holy Spirit when you can see Jesus in a marriage that's just not working. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean that you can see that the answer is Jesus and that you can place your hope in Him and that there can be healing and life in you when everything else says it's death. And if you've ever done any hospital ministry, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. How can a man dying of cancer sit in his bed with a smile on his face praising God by recognizing Jesus in the midst of cancer? Is that possible? I'm here to tell you it is. And this is the walk that God has called you to. To be able to see Him in every circumstance. It is the blessing because this life on this earth is about us understanding how much He loves us 
and drawing us into himself and walking by faith in a relationship that is by faith, doing what the angels can't even do, receiving all that he has for us and thanking him for every moment, every step, everything that God allows in our lives and that the enemy brings forward, we say unto it, I have victory within, I have life within, I have a greater hope within me. You couldn't have that went before Jesus. You couldn't possibly see him, and if you saw him, you wouldn't, you wouldn't appreciate it. You were dead to him. I have often been asked, well, when did that start? And I tell you, it began long before you were born. You were dead before you were born. Do you realize that? If you look at Genesis 3, you see where Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden. And when Adam sinned, he brought death to all mankind. And that's what Romans is talking about in Romans 5.12 where he says, Therefore, as sin came into the world through one man, and death as a result of sin, so death spread to all men. No one being able to stop it or escape its power, because all men sinned. And he says also in verse 15 of the same chapter, he says, But God's free gift is not at all to be compared to the trespass. His grace is out of all proportion to the fall of man. For if many died through one man's falling away, his lapse, his offense, much more profusely did God's grace and the free gift that comes through the undeserved favor of the one man Jesus Christ abound and overflow to and for the benefit of many. You can't compare the gift of God to the sin of man. What he did was so much greater than our sin. His grace is so much greater than our sin. You've got to believe that, Christian. Because it is the work of the enemy to convince you that your sin is greater than his grace. And how do you know when that has begun to take root in your life? I'll tell you. Because you're talking to a veteran here. I'll tell you how you know. When you fail... How many hours do you spend groveling before the Lord? When you fall, how many days do you spend in separation in your mind from Him? How hesitant are you to run back into His arms? Listen, the reason you're doing that is because you believe your sin is greater than His grace. That's not true. His grace is so much greater than our sin. The truth of repentance is that we turn immediately from our sin. Whatever we're doing, we stop. We recognize the truth that it doesn't suit us. And as Christians, we stand up and we do an about face and we look straight into the eyes of the Father and we run with arms open wide saying, Abba, Father, greeted by His embrace, not by His swagging finger. Now look at the story of the prodigal. Did you read the father's lecture in there? No, you didn't. Did you read how long the son had to rehearse his failure before the father and grovel and plead for forgiveness? And and how about his bargain to be a servant? Did you read all of that? How well did that go? He didn't even get it out of his mouth. Who ran to who? Father ran to him. Listen, Christian, you are in union with Christ. You're never separated from Him. 
But you can walk around in an ignorant stupor thinking that somehow you've offended him, got on his last nerve, so to speak, and that there's no hope for you, that you'll never be as good a Christian as some of the other people you know. And I'm telling you that the Father has done all that He's done through Christ Jesus so that He might have an intimate, personal relationship with you. So that He can walk with you in each circumstance. So that when you do fall, you fall forward, you get back up, and you fall into His embrace. And there is no time lost. You know what lost time is? It's you being distracted by your own failure. And you say, well, if I, don't st- if I don't think about how bad my failure is, then I'm liable to do it again. And what do you think the result will be if you do it again? Haven't you learned that sin doesn't suit you? God doesn't have to throw a thunderbolt to teach you that sin doesn't work. How long do you have to be bitter to figure out bitterness isn't fun? Huh? Not very long. How long do you have to be jealous to figure out jealousy is no picnic? Now, did God have to send a cloud down and reveal it to you? Was it after years of Bible study and prayer that you figured it out? No. It became a contrast to the life within you the minute you began in it. And that contrast was so great that you couldn't find any peace in it. You couldn't find any rest in it. And the bottom line is you turned your face towards God and said something and right. He says, yeah, I know. And you say, I'm done with it. This doesn't suit me at all. God didn't have to throw a thunderbolt at you. The contrast between you and the lost man is that he doesn't know that it doesn't suit him. He's like the boy or the girl that has no nerves and can't feel, that may pick up the hot iron and literally sear the flesh off of their hands and not know that it is literally reaping death in their lives because they can't feel it. Well, Christian, you know. You know the truth. But let me tell you something. As great as your capacity is to experience the truth of the death of sin, even far greater is your capacity to experience the truth of the depth of His love. Walk in that. Don't worry about the other. I'm telling you that you'll pick up the hot iron a few times, but you'll figure it out. It burns. But here's something. How many of you have ever worked nursery before? When you got a little kid that's got hold of something and won't let it go, how do you get it out of his hand? You give him something better. You give him something better. He's got a toy. You walk up with a red lollipop and see how long he holds on to it. He drops it. And he lunges at what you have. And he's happy. Well, that's Jesus' plan. You see, He's got it all worked out. He knows what He has for you is so much better than what this world offers. He knows what He has for you will actually grow you, nurture you, give you a sense of living rather than a sense of surviving. And everyone who's received Him knows this. But have you bought the lie of this present age? 
Have you begun to allow the memory of His salvation, of His working, the awareness of His constant working in your life? Have you begun to allow that to fade? Have you tried to blind yourself to His presence because the enemy has convinced you that somehow you've fallen away from Him? I'm going to tell you something, Christian. You can't fall away from God. Nothing will take you out of His hand. Nothing will separate you from the love of God. He will never reject you. He will never set you aside. He will never give up on you. He will never have an expectation that you won't meet because all of it is in Christ. Every bit of it. Before that, you had no way to experience His deliverance or His salvation. Unbelievers are not spiritually sick. Unbelievers are spiritually dead. If you don't know Jesus, you don't need rehabilitation. You need resurrection. Paul says that we were dead in in our sins, and the word for sin here is different than trespass. The word for sin in the Bible, literally in imagery, means to miss the mark. So what you have is you may have somebody who will aim... It's an archer aiming for a target, but he misses the mark. The mark being the dead center of the bullseye. If he gets it a little to the right, has he hit it? No. A little to the left, has he hit it? No. Dead center is the only way you hit the mark. And there's only one who hit the mark. That was Jesus. Thank you for joining us today for His Life Revealed, the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship. We hope today's message has encouraged you to yield to His life in every situation, rest in His life moment by moment, and receive from His life all that you need to show Christ in this world. To get to know us better, visit us on the web at hislifefellowship.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. And join us for worship services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 7015 Wurzbach Road. If this message has blessed you, you can help support this program with your gift to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 781-529, San Antonio, Texas, 78278. And now, before we go, our prayer for you this coming week is that the image of the invisible God would be visible in you and that you would remember that wherever you go, whatever you do, the hope of glory is Christ in you. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.